two Catholics behind a microphone with a PhD in common sense. We engage the culture of death with prayer, yep. fasting, and full contact Catholicism. Our program is not right versus left. It is right versus wrong. And Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith are always right. My name is Jesse Romero, the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And my name is Terry Barber. I'm the partner of the Terry and Jesse show. I'm the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. If I could uh, just give an example of what Virgin Most Powerful Radio is all about. We are evangelizing the world in spite of scandal. You're going to hear a lot of scandal here at Virgin Most Powerful. Yeah, we, taught, we expose error with truth. But then you know what we do? That's a little bit of a unique position. We share the gospel in a very powerful, compelling way. We're two men who love the Lord, and we're not afraid to talk about Mama Mary. We're not afraid to talk about the Lordship of Christ. And we're not afraid to point out when our leaders are wrong. Right, whether the bishops right. or even the Holy Father, when he's telling these things, we don't do it because we like to do that. We do it because it's the right thing. Because scandal is an obstacle to having people meet Jesus Christ, and we do the best we can here at Virgin Mary to alleviate scandal with the truth of the gospel. Jess, we got a great right. show here, brother. And what I like about it is the gospel. You're gonna, uh, well, you read every every day here. We take our soul food. We've got a sheen quote. But we're going to be talking about the six basic traits to collaborate with the angels in the last three days. Uh, Jess, are you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to be jealous of me when I tell you. We've had three oh, masses yeah. every day oh, here, man. three Latin masses at our Wow. Chapel. Yeah, every day for this whole week. And no um, Yeah, and then catechesis in the evening, confession, rosary. I mean, it's, it's my, my retreat's continuing here. Oh, no, but, I'm going to have to move back to Southern California. <laughs> well, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, but there's, we've got to stick it out here. We're fighting it, the good fight. And also, we want to talk about a friend of ours, who, uh, Pastor Pawolski, who is a Polish pastor we've had on our show. He's holding a protest. There's a protest because they threw him back into jail, the Canadian government. They're scared to death of him because he's showing people that, you know, we need the truth about what's going on with COVID. Just like he was in Poland when he was a kid under the communism, it's all repeating itself. So we're going to give him some support. Also, Jesse, I wanted to just make this point point before we talk about the strength and honor segment with Michael Voris. This is something that, again, it's scandalous. We got a Protestant doctor, a famous doctor, Dr. Peter McCariff. He warned the Vatican. He says, the mandates that you are putting out are violations of the code of ethics and must end now. He said this, the Vatican, this is a Protestant calling us to more fidelity to morality. <laughs> the Vatican will have to account for potentially hundreds of thousands of lives lost due to the vaccine worldwide because it violated the Nuremberg Code, the doctor said. Not only that, Doc, more importantly, that's important, but the souls that are being lost because the Vatican is focusing too much on here and now than the eternity. Okay, I had to say that, Jess. But before we go on, I, I mean, it's the truth, Jesse. Do you really think I like to t talk about a Protestant brother exposing uh, the, the Vatican for not coming out and, and teaching morality? Of course not, Terry, because I know that you're a son of the church, and I've Absolutely. known that for 40 years. You're yeah. very faithful to the church. Yeah. But, but you know what? It's the truth, Jesse. And you know yeah. what? Our house needs a cleaning. Yep. As St. Peter says, uh, uh, he says, judgment begins in the household of God. And I, I think that purification that we've been witnessing it for the last, I don't know, 20 and, years. And there. Jesse, one last thing before we get to the good news. I'm a big promoter of the priestly fraternity of St. Peter. I'm a monthly donor for them. Why? I'll be honest with you. 
They teach the Catholic faith. There's no compromise, and they have a beautiful liturgy they present. But I wanted to mention what Father William Lawrence, the North American Provincial, said, and this is going to take a minute, but this is right where we're at. You know, we have lots of uncertainty in the world. Remember, at all times and at all events, all of this falls under divine providence. Nothing happens without at least God's permissive will, which allows it to occur. Think about this right now, folks, what we're up against. And we know that God only allows things to happen that will ultimately work out for his greater glory and the good of his followers. Somehow, some way, Jesse, he will triumph and bring good out of this evil. In the meantime, here it comes, buddy. I'm going to put the role right on our listeners. You have a role to play. We are called to be faithful to him. Did you notice that? It's him. That's right. Amen. And, not, and, and to persevere in good times and in bad. We're called to overcome temptations. We talked about that yesterday. Discouragement and despair. And what? Focus on the accomplishments of our purpose in life. To know, love, and serve God. This is the meat of the gospel. And thus to save our immortal souls. At the beginning of each day, folks, we can sometimes feel overwhelmed. Anybody raise your hand? Okay. With various tasks to accomplish, our goals to meet. But just in the final analysis, we have only one goal. To to grow closer to Jesus Christ this day. Each of us is called to work for that goal according to a state in life. Priests, religious, mothers, fathers, students, everybody. We grow closer to God by accomplishing our daily tasks in union with him and ultimately for him, offering up our joys, sufferings, hopes, and fears to God who loves us more than we can imagine. I wanted that message to get to you because that is the, the good news of the gospel. Jess, let's bring some soul food in right now, brother. Terry, it reminds me of what, me. In, in the book of Maccabees, it okay. says that the, that the Maccabees, when they fought against the Greeks, yes. it, said, it says they fought joyfully. Not, not bitterly, not like they were sucking lemons. Right. You know, not with a frown in their face. <laughs> they fought joyfully. We need to do the same. Yeah, so let's remember, we're like the Maccabees. Yep. We are fighting the good fight of faith, but let's do it not in anger, not in bitterness, not in, not, not, not in depression, joyfully. Okay. Amen, brother. Soul food. Yep. Tell me to read the, uh, the book of James today James once again. Yeah, good. It, it just, I mean, that's one of our favorite books. And it's just so practical. It's a, it's a blue-collar book, Terry. Yep. <laughs> today, James chapter 1, 19 to 27. Yep. The uh, cousin of our Lord Jesus Christ says, Know this, my dear brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Everyone should be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filth and evil excess and humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. <laughs> that's the highest uh, call for the Catholic. Exactly. Canon law. What we're here for. Yeah, that's the, canon, that's the highest Life. quote of the canon law. That's right. Last quote. Yeah. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deluding yourselves. For as anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his own face in a mirror he sees himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. But the one who peers into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres, and is not a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, such a one shall be blessed in what he does. Yep. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, his religion is in vain. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to care for the orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A couple of points I just sure. uh, mentioned here. Notice every time the epistles are written by the, an apostle, it always mentions men first, you know, brothers and sisters, because that's the order, the way God created 
uh, the genders, Adam and Eve. So you'll always, so whenever you had Holy Mass, somebody says sisters and brothers, that's the lector or the priest or deacon inserting those words because it's never like that. It's always brothers and sisters. Also, something else very important. Uh, James tells us to put away all filth and evil excess. Uh, I think if St. James lived in Hollywood or San Francisco, he would put, probably shut down those cities right now. Absolutely. Now, what saves you? St. James tells us. He says, the, welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. How does the word uh, save your soul? In two ways. By hearing the proclaimed word of God. We call that the liturgy of the, of, of the word. And by receiving the word of God physically in the sacrament called the liturgy of the Eucharist. That's how the word of God saves your souls. By hearing it and then by receiving. And he also says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. That's why I tip my hat to all those people that pray in front of abortion clinics. Oh, yeah. They not only thousands of unsung heroes every day throughout the world praying uh, probably the most thankless job in front of an abortion clinic. They are doers of the word. They're not hearers only. Uh, he also says, if anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but de- but deceives his heart. In other words, you got to check your mouth. You got to make sure you have a filter in your mouth and you have to make sure that your words are consistent with what you believe. Yep. Uh, he also says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows. We have a mandate to care for orphans and widows. And so I do have compassion for them. Amen. Now, when I see a 21 or 22-year-old guy that could work, just doesn't want to go to school, doesn't want to learn nothing, he's got heroin marks all over his arm, uh, I don't have as much compassion on him as I do an orphan and a widow. Or An orphan and a widow is what I would call a, 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 a deserving poor. That's right. A 22-year-old that's got heroin tracks in his arms and doesn't want to go to school, doesn't want to, doesn't want to work, I call him an, an undeserved poor person. Yeah. In, in other words, Terry, that's called the sin of sloth. And finally, James tells us to keep ourselves unstained by the world. In other words, don't embrace secular humanist thought. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Terry? Amen. We're going to go and bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Sheen. And uh, let's go full Sheen ahead here. Talk about pride. Pride goes before the fall. We all hear that. He says, pride is at its peak when man cuts himself off from any relation to God and thus makes himself a God. That's that's us today. He elevates his relative character into an absolute, very much like a carbon copy calling itself an original. That's what's going on in our world right now, Jesse. Pride goes before the fall. We think we don't need God. We're our own God. We act like God doesn't exist in our culture, and that's why here at Virgin Most Powerful, we call them out. Jess, when we come back, I, you know, we're talking about the angels a lot lately. Every Tuesday was dedicated to the angels. This is Wednesday. It's dedicated to St. Joseph, Thursday, the Holy Eucharist, Friday, the Passion, Saturday, Our Lady. I mean, Sunday, obviously, uh, the Resurrection. We've got days every day to focus. So when we come back, we'll talk about the guardian angels here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Yes, the Bible says about the Maccabees that they fought joyfully, and Terry and myself yep. will we'll fight joyfully for the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, Mother Church, until we drop dead. 
Terry, you had an incredible weekend with the with uh, Opus Angelorum at your yeah. silent retreat that you go to every year. Yep. And so we want to talk about uh, the seven characteristics of of uh, of Opus Angelorum members. Maybe you can talk about it in that article that I. Well, saw. you know what, Jess? Let's both go back and forth on this. Okay. And I want to give okay. their we their website is uh, opusangelorum dot org, and their phone number for those who don't like websites get li- get literature from them is three three zero. Six ninety six ninety nine hundred, and if you're going to be here today, this is the uh, the mission, the final day of the mission, where people are going to be making their consecration to their guardian angel. Uh, this is so important, as I mentioned on Jesus nine one one. I covered a lot of this uh, when Jesse was gone Monday, but um, they have a on their website. You can just go to their website and read this article. It's called Six Basic Traits for Collaboration with the Holy Angels. Now, just I just mentioned that one of the charisms, I think, of Virgin Most Powerful is that we share the faith in spite of scandal. And I think we do it better than most. I'm, I'm, I'm really saying that, Jess, because uh, you got two guys, like for our show, we have been doing this for 30, 40 years, preaching the gospel in spite of scandal. We acknowledge the problems in the church, but we also bring it to a higher level. And I believe that our angels have been helping us all these years. We're going to be shocked when we get to our exit interview and we realize what our angel has done for us in protecting us so many times in our life. So you want to have a great devotion to your angels. As I always say, the unemployment rate for guardian angels is way too high. But let's get to the six basic traits for collaboration of the holy angels. Number one, and then we'll go back and forth, Jess. Silence. I did a whole show on silence on Friday because I had like three shows to do that day. And the value of silence. Remember this. Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa said, God is the friend of silence. And don't forget St. John of the Cross. He said, what we need most in order to make progress in the spiritual life is to be silent. I could go on and on, but I'm going to tell you, two guys like Jess and myself who speak a lot, I guarantee you, Jesse's in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and he's not preaching to the Lord. You know what he's doing? He's listening. Am I right, Jess? You're listening. Just quite, sacred silence, uh, just like yep. Elijah talked about. You got it, bro. Uh, be, be still and know that God all right. is. So here's Mary was, first of all, silent, always interiorly resting in God, seeking only to be filled by him. That's what we need to do, imitate her. She was a woman of few words, but her words were full of meaning, kind of like St. Joseph, and helpfulness. If we are filled with the noise of the daily life, yes, radio, television, internet, video games, we will never be open for God or our guardian angel. If we enjoy to gossip or empty ourselves through much talking, we will never have the capacity to remain entirely recollected for God. There's gold in those words, Jess. That's how we build our relationship with God. First of all, zip your lip. Number two, Jess. Yeah, number two. So we're looking at, just by the way, in case people are wondering, it's called opusangelorum.org yep. forward slash uh, traits yes. forward slash. I'll say it again. Opusangelorum.org forward slash traits forward slash. And the section that we're, that we're sharing with you, our family, is called Six Basic Traits for Collaboration with the Holy Angels. Terry just mentioned the first one, again, the practice of silence and solitude. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the second one, oh, yeah, he actually mentioned both, listening, <laughs> listening through silence and recollection. 
and, and that's being docile to your holy angel. The third trait mm -hmm. for collaboration with the holy angels is obedience. It says, grace comes to fruition only through cooperation. Through her obedience in the to the word of the angel, Mary became the mediatrix of the grace of, of the grace of the incarnation for all humanity. If we are preoccupied with ourselves, self-pitying and moody, we will not be open to obey the word of God. In order for grace to bear fruit, we also need to learn to accept the call of grace to sacrifice. And let me just mention that obedience is, is a corner, it's a pillar in the life of the church. Mm -hmm. But let's also parse, Terry, I'm going to just mention... You do it, man. I yeah, because, you're going. Yeah, because we, we're, we're supposed to obey That's right. our, our shepherds when it comes to dogma, yeah. doctrine, right. sacred liturgy. Mm -hmm. But there are some areas outside of doc, dogma, doctrine, and liturgy that fall under what's called a prudential judgment. And so, again, if a prelate would say, I think you should vote for the Democrat instead of the Republican. I think that you should take the jab. Mm -hmm. I think that you should wear a mask to work. Oh, maybe a double mask in your car. <laughs> I think that you should, uh, you know, I, I think you should have your kids uh, join the service or not join the service. There are some things that are called opinions or prudential judgments yep. that a prelate makes we're used a Catholic that doesn't fall under obedience. Oh. And so you as a Catholic have to f form your moral conscience based on the word of God. And you have to decide what you want to do in those instances. Because when a prelate claims obedience on just about everything, like, you know, what kind of car you could buy and what neighborhood to move into. And, you know, that, that's called in the Bible, lording over someone. And in theology, that's called clericalism yep when a priest or a bishop exceeds their authority and gives an, a, a a command or or, or something uh, an exhortation to a lay catholic that exceeds his authority again you know just for example uh when people say well you can't work in this location unless you get the jab and, and the booster right uh if a prelate would tell you that, you can't work at the parish unless you get the jab and the booster. Well, at that point, I'm going to say, well, the Supreme Court's already ruled on that. And the Supreme Court's already said that that's unlawful. Yep. And so we're also Americans, and the Constitution also protects us. So there are certain things, Terry, that don't fall under obedience. They fall under prudential judgment. Jesse, let me quote Pope Benedict XVI. He said, not all issues have the same moral weight as abortion and euthanasia. There may be legitimate diversity of opinions, even among Catholics, about waging war, applying the death penalty, but not with regard to abortion and euthanasia. So it just confirms what you just said by Benedict XVI, which is kind of nice because, you know, Jess, last time I looked, you're not in management. But yeah. Pope Benedict is. Yeah, for example, Terry, one that happened that happened uh, probably about 10 years ago yep. when, when, uh, when there was a bishop in Seattle, Washington. He's, he's now a cardinal. But when he was in Seattle, Washington, he told the Catholics not to go out and pray in front of abortion. That's clinic. Spokane. Let's just be honest. Where it's Spokane and it's, it's Cardinal Super. It's all just okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just I want to clarify that because someone's going to say, yeah. "Yes, he he was in." You're making it up. You're yeah. making it no, up. Spokane, Washington. Thank you, Terry. And he was Bishop Super back then. That's right. And so he didn't want people to go outside and pray in front of an abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. Now, again, many people did go. A anyhow, yep. were they in disobedience to him? No. Absolutely not. 
because that's a prudential judgment. That's right. Whether to go pray in front of a, in a public sidewalk with your rosary, that has nothing to do with dogma, doctrine, or liturgy. Terry, beautiful Jesse, good example. Let's go with purity. Mary in her immaculate conception was pure, transparent for God, without disorder or interior disturbances or restlessness. We too, folks, must learn to become pure, truthful, and simple, without alternative motives or desires, full of discipline in body and soul. In this way, we will become tranquil and ready for the call of our angel. In other words, Jesse, Jesse, you're an athlete. I played ball. I'm an athlete. I, I, I trained for years in my sport, okay? I had to say no to myself. I see the same exact thing happening in the spiritual life. You've got to have discipline in your spiritual life or you will fail. Am I on to something, Jess? Amen, Terry, 100%. I mean, come on, give me a break. Yeah, and I know people that knew you in high school, they said you were quite an athlete. That you actually <laughs> you actually tried out for uh, Oakland A's, uh, the, I know. The, the o- Oakland A's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I know you're shortchanging yourself because I know people that know you when you were in baseball. Uh, Uh-oh, said, I'm in trouble. That's 45 yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, they said that you were quite a phenom in baseball. <laughs> Okay, uh, yes. The two other things that, that uh, the Opus Angelorum, uh, 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 yeah. on the six basic traits for yeah. collaboration with the angels, yeah. one, one is poverty, which, uh, again, oh, and that's yeah. more than anything, Terry. That doesn't mean a rich person can't get to heaven. No. That means poverty of soul. That Amen. Means, that means emptying yourself and realizing that, you know what, your money, your all your properties, whatever, that's nothing. Yeah. Poverty of spirit means you're so rooted and anchored in God that really all you want to do is please him. And when you die, you're not going to be saying, oh, I can't take this. I can't take my boat. I can't take... <laughs> you can care less. You're like, man, you're... You're so you're so detached from your possessions when you're and you're so united to God. That's what it means by poverty of spirit. And the last one is fidelity. Amen. And Our Lady is the perfect model of fidelity. Yeah. Mary was faithful under the cross and hence became, uh, as Vatican II says in Lumen Gentium sixty one, the mother and the order of grace. Mm-hmm. For all Christ's members, uh, in order for for grace to bear fruit in us, we must remain faithful and firm in the storms of life, just like right now, through a strong faith and living hope. In this way, the angel can mediate to us the most precious graces, those which come to us through suffering. And I think God is doing a mighty powerful work right now (laughs) because a lot of us are going, people are going through internal suffering, external suffering. But Terry, this suffering becomes a spiritual power plant when we offer it to God. You got it. So let's make sure that intentionally (laughs) we're doing a morning offering and intentionally offering our sufferings and challenges throughout today to God so God could use this as a spiritual spiritual power plant. Amen, brother. No wasted paint. Jesse, I want to make a little commercial before a commercial. I just interviewed a man yesterday who I'm looking for this engineer. Our original engineer couldn't. Come, he wanted to get out of California, so he's no longer in the running. And so I am looking for someone who has a background in radio and also can actually build uh, things that will make us more automated in our studios. So technology, a young guy is what I'm looking for, Jess. Yep. So maybe at Steubenville or John Paul II, the great university, who is looking for a good you know, job in the apostolate. And so I tell everybody on the radio right now, because you might know, hey, that's my son. He just graduated from MIT or wherever, I don't know, whatever. But my point is, if you don't tell people, then we don't get it. If someone is like that, call me at 661-972-7872. And I hope that this is how I've gotten my secretary. I did the exact same thing on the air. 
Uh, you tell people your needs, and then you can fill it in. But just just a quick note, we're going to be going to our friend, the Pastor Polski from Poland, who's immigrated to po- to uh, ca- to uh, Canada. He's in jail. We'll tell people why. But I also want to recommend the Spiritual Warfare Conference that still people are just talking up at from a couple weeks back. We still have the recordings. Go to vmpr.org, and you can uh, register. You can register for the recordings, and it'll become yours. Also. Just yesterday, we, we solidified the new date in March where Bishop Joseph Strickland and Father Chad Ripperger and his crew and Jess Romero will be there for the next year's spiritual warfare. Thank you, everybody, who helps Virgin Most Powerful evangelize in spite of scandal. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Yes, we are too blessed to be stressed. Yes, we are too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, our whole staff here, would be billionaires. Stay with us, family. We'll come right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. You know, Canadians are known for being laid back in their approach to life in politics, but there's one Canadian... That is certainly not laid back. His oh. name is, he's, he's a Protestant pastor. Yep. Arthur, it's not Arthur, it's Arthur. Okay, Arthur. Pal, yeah, Palowski. Palowski. Yeah. From Poland originally. Yeah. Grew up with yeah. the communism. Ab- absolutely. And this is probably why, Terry, again, he sees, he sees, he sees deep into the future. Oh, yeah. He sees what's in store if we don't stop this. But uh, there are supporters of the jailed Protestant pastor, Palowski, they hold pro- they're holding protests. At the Calgary jail, they're demanding his release. Uh, again, this uh, this man of goodwill, this this separated brethren, yep. uh, Protestant pastor, Arthur Palowski, he's in jail. He's awaiting a, a bail hearing on, get, get this, his charge is mischief. I've never even heard of that charge. And you're a pro- and let people yeah. know, Jesse, you've been a cop over 20 years. Yeah. Give me a break. The, the government's they're making, making it up. They're making it up, Terry. And so there's good there's good Canadians that are holding daily protests good in support of the, the, and sort of right in front of the jail. Yeah. There's a video post on the Facebook page. It's, it says Calgary Freedom Central, and you and you got dozens of cars honking in support of Pulowski in front of the Calgary uh, Remand Center, which is the jail. He's been there. For over a week now, the protesters, the Canadian, and we, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be called protesters, but these are just good citizens that are just looking at tyranny. Yeah. These Canadians are calling for the immediate release of, uh, of Pastor Pulowski, and they've said that they're going to gather outside every day until he's released. His bail hearing is set for today, so maybe we could say a little prayer. Absolutely. That, yeah, that the, Terry, you can lead us in a Hail Mary. Maybe. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Seed of Wisdom, please pray Pray. for us. Think about that, Hail Mary. Pray for us now at the hour of our death. Can you think of any time? That prayer is so powerful. I've been in jail. And so, you know, for for, for standing up for abortion. And when we would pray that, Joe Scheidler would always say, 
That's the greatest prayer to pray because you're praying to our lady now at the hour of our death. Now we're asking for prayer. So Amen. God bless this Polish pre, uh, Polish yep. pastor. Yep. So last Tuesday, Pulowski was arrested for, get this, the fifth time by an undercover SWAT team. Terror. They're, they're acting like he's part of the Mexican cartel. I know, part, the guy's like pa- evil. Part of the Italian mafia or or Islamic terrorists. For my loving Jesus Christ is the center of his life. We've had him on our show. This guy <laughs> is the last guy you're going to be worried about causing problems in your country. <laughs> so the SWAT team, Terry, they they went to his house to arrest him. Yep. He was supposed to speak at a peaceful freedom trucker uh, protest at the Alberta U.S. border near Coots, Alberta. And the police, basically, they staked him out like he was some high-level criminal. Mm-hmm. They staked him out at his home, uh, according to Pulowski's son, Nathaniel. The, uh, Rebel News reported that Pastor Pulowski is facing, here it is, trespassing and mischief over five over 5,000 criminal charges, in addition to being charged under Alberta's Critical Infrastructure Defense Act for allegedly abating abetting the Couch Alberta trucker blockade. Well, they are scared of this man, aren't they? Talk about making up charges, Terry, out of whole cloth. Pastor Arthur is the first Canadian ever charged (laughs) under this uh, Critical Infrastructure Defense Act, Uh but it's a charge that many suspect it's not likely to stick because they're they're basically, they're, they're, they're stretching it, Terry. Now, his son... Nathaniel Pulowski said in a recent uh, report to Rebel News that his dad's jailing is a government vendetta. Yep. He says, I agree with this that. has nothing to do with the law. Everyone can see, any lawyer can see, any judge can see that these charges are bogus and they're not going to stick. So that's why they're trying to keep him in here and denying him bail. His son Nathaniel said, that's how they want to hurt him because he embarrassed them on a global scale, he exposed their corruption. People are waking up in Canada. He has a powerful voice. They're scared of that voice, so they want to keep him in prison now as punishment. And according to Pulowski's brother, Dawid, I thought it was David, but it's Dawid, Archer's conditions in jail have been filthy. He's been treated horribly, and he's even been denied access to fresh drinking water. This doesn't surprise me. This is how they they treat people that, that, that are in jail for the gospel. Yep. Yeah, and this is not the first time he's been treated like this by the Canadian government. They're out to get him. Pulaski's being represented by attorney Sarah Miller and Chad Haggerty with the help of Rebel News, who's raising money for his legal fees at SaveArthur.com. Please SaveArthur.com. SaveArthur.com. Pastor Pulaski last spent time in jail after being arrested on New Year's Day in a highway takedown for allegedly breaking a court order. He was released after one night. Pulowski made international headlines after he and Dawid were arrested in their first highway takedown, that's his brother Dawid, in May 2020 for holding worship services contrary to Alberta's COVID rules affecting church service capacity limits. He and his, and his brother Dawid spent a total of three nights in solitary confinement. Wow. Now, under the conservative government of Alberta Premier Jason Kenney, three Christian pastors, including Pulowski, were jailed for for going against COVID rules. Terry? Yeah, see, I want to just say what is all this about. It's all about control. And and what's happened all around the world, from Japan all the way to Canada, around the world, they people are being inspired by the Canadians, Jesse. Yes, not by Americans yet. We will. But they're inspired because those truckers are 
taking action. And what's happening is here in Los Angeles on the 7th of this, there's a truckies that are starting in Los Angeles and convoying all the way to Washington to protest the restrictions just like they have in Canada. And it's going to other countries in Europe, uh, in Asia. And you see what's happening, Jesse, is people are being inspired by people doing the right thing. And I think that we have to acknowledge that it's about time people stand up for their rights. And I think that we're making a lot of progress. And I would just say, again, uh, this particular pastor, we've had him on our show. He's the real deal. He really does believe that that God's the rights come from God, not from the government. That's why I think he's taken this to the hill. And and again, the Canadian government thinks that if we don't stop this now, we're done. And so they're scared, and they're throwing him into jail. And again, the whole world is watching Canada right now, Jesse, and many other parts of the world are being inspired, including us here in the States. And uh, the article ends by saying, despite Alberta Premier Jason <laughs> Kenney mm-hmm. suddenly lifting the province's COVID vaccine passport due to no, due, no doubt to the trucker freedom convoy and yep. border protests in Alberta, right. many COVID rules remain. Uh, masking is still mandatory for those over age 12 and capacity limits remain for many venues. These won't be lifted for at least two more weeks. Premier uh, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney also said the vaccine passport system was effective in essentially coercing people to take the abortion-tainted experimental jab. You know, Jesse, this My guy... My off to this guy, yeah, Terry. It is. He, and Jesse, being a Protestant, he probably doesn't realize St. Augustine had, had something to give him some advice. And maybe he does. Maybe he heard this. But St. Augustine said, you know, in the fourth century, because this guy's got hope in Christ. Hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are anger and courage. He's angry at his government, Jesse, but he's got courage in Christ. Anger at the way things are and courage to see that they do not remain as they are. That's a quote from St. Augustine. And I believe that applies to our Protestant brother today. A hundred percent. And I, I, I give Terry, I'll tell you. I have more in common in many respects oh, big time. You with, with, with people like, uh, you know, Franklin Graham. Oh, yes. With, with, with Mike Huckabee. That's right. Name with, it. With Archer Pulowski. That's right. Even with John MacArthur. And, and, and when they start preaching, Terry, that straight New Testament moral. Oh, clarity, man. Clarity. I'm saying, yep, that's a, that's a man of goodwill right there. Yeah. That's a man who's tracking in the right direction. And that's a man that I can lock arms with. That's a man, Terry, that I'm telling you, if I even went to jail one day, I wouldn't mind uh, sharing a jail cell with him because I know we'd be talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, day in and day out. You know, Jesse, I did that uh, you know, for 30 I'm years sure ago. sure you did. Our Protestant brothers, I, I was so tight with those guys because of the Christ, uh, you know, the centrality of Christ. Jesse, let me just mention something. We have a marriage and family conference. Dr. Sandoval is going to be there. It's coming up on the 7th of May. So it's coming up, and you need to register. My wife will be there. I'll be there. We're going to be using sources like Bible, you know, the Catechism, <laughs> Cardinal Seurat's Couple, Awake Your Love, Bishop Sheen's Three to Get Married. What's our focus? To build your marriage to be yes. even better than what it is now. Yes. And if it's got issues right now, we're not only going to be giving the talks, we're going to make available confession. We'll be praying our rosary together in the chapel at the Sacred Heart Chapel, and then Holy Mass at 5 o'clock. So it starts at 9. It's a whole-day seminar on marriage and family. And I think that uh, if you have a concern about your marriage and you want to build it up, I guarantee you we're going to give you some good stuff. 
The way to do it is go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. And by the way, yesterday I recorded Bishop Strickland. It'll be playing next Tuesday. He did a whole segment on marriage. And wow, this man uh, as a bishop just taught some things on marriage that were just beautiful. So check us out by going to vmpr.org for next Tuesday's broadcast with the Bishop Strickland Hour. And that's what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful. Let me throw something for the need-to-know file real Good. quick. I love need-to-know files. Yeah, this is important, especially for my California brothers. Yes. California Governor Gavin Newsom, oh, he trouble. wants to spend $20 million of state taxpayer money mm-hmm. to encourage medical students to become abortionists. Oh. So the money that he's budgeting for abortion training scholarships and student loan repayments is part of the Democrat governor's plan to make California a permanent sanctuary state for abortions. And so, uh, you know, according to the National Catholic Register, Newsom has been working directly with the abortion industry on ways to expand abortion in anticipation of the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v.ersus Wade later this year. Can you imagine? And one of these plans include bribing medical students to become abortionists and paying for their student loan repayments, Terry. It's a, it's horrible, Jesse, that I live in California. This where man my, is evil, Terry. This very man much. Is and evil. you know what's evil about it, too? He's a baptized Catholic, Jesse. Yep. That makes it he's, even worse. They're he's worse a, he's a heretic. Yep. Of course. Hey, when we come back, Michael Voris will join us here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. This is our uh, uh, our Truth and Honor segment with Michael Voris. Uh, Michael, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. What's going on in the world of Catholicism and the culture wars? <laughs> How you doing, guys? Good, Good to Mike. see you again, as always. Uh, on evening news tonight, we obviously have a lot of stories, but three that we can talk about right now. Uh, the first one is that uh, Catholic groups in Italy, lay Catholic groups in Italy, are saying... We want to dive into, we want reports done, we want investigations done on the whole sex abuse thing here, just like has happened in uh, you know, the United States, uh, Australia, Ireland, France, and all the rest of them. And uh, unsurprising, uh, the uh, hierarchy in Italy is pushing back and saying no. So um, you know, we were mentioning on Evening News, and I happen to be sitting on the set right now, and the, the desk is right over there. Uh, an interesting point here is that we brought up last night, this just keeps trickling out. I'm not sure I understand the logic. Aside from covering up, I'm not sure I understand the logic of continually, you know, going through this like country by country or diocese by diocese. It just keeps grabbing headlines. I don't understand, unless, again, it's just this, we're gonna cover up as much as we possibly can and just keep kicking the can down the road, uh, which certainly doesn't seem very Catholic, first of all, uh, and from a PR move is horrible because now you've got a story. Instead of just saying that the, the Italian hierarchy, the, the uh, National Conference of Bishops in Italy, should have already have done this. They should have said, let's get to the bottom of it, let's name names, let's put down the whole history, the whole church. You never get any of that in these reports. I mean, even the McCarrick report coming out of the Vatican, much delayed, much, was just a big whitewash. 
And it just leaves a horrible taste in people's mouths. It becomes a point where you can, uh, you know, enemies of the church can make hay with it uh, and say, oh, look at the cover up and this. And, you know, they're all evil. They're doing the devil's work. Well, and actually that's true with regard to the people doing the cover up. Uh, So, uh, you know, pressure mounts, pressure mounts. And then you immediately have to give in anyway, uh, you, you know, as soon as it gets so high. And then you're going to do the report. Now you've got more eyeballs on it. And all of your sort of past sins in all of this, the cover-up and the, you know, treat, you know, re-victimizing the victims and, you know, refusing to pay what needed to be done, all the stuff that we hear nonstop. Guys, for goodness sakes, just air all the dirty laundry across the world in one big giant thing uh, and just have done with this. And kick out the bishops and the priests and anybody who had anything to do with this. You don't have to sit here and have these big arguments about going through civil courts and criminal courts and does this state have a you know statute of limitation or is this province in Canada or whatever. You should want to. This is the big bother with this as a lay Catholic. These bishops should want to do this unless they're the ones who were involved in it, at which point you understand why they don't want to. But there must be some group of bishops in every single country that didn't have anything to do with this, or at least weren't aware of what they were engaged in at the time, just shuffling paperwork around, who should come forward and say, these people who preceded us committed these foul deeds, and others committed perhaps an even fouler deed in covering it up and re-victimizing the victims. Here's what we've done, mea culpa, we are excommunicating them, they are gone or they can retire to some monastery for the rest of their lives, I don't care if it's Cardinal Whirl in his 80s or whoever it is, and be done with this. But they just give this impression, they keep underscoring the impression that the church is just some big NGO with crooked leadership and they don't care about the faith and all of that, playing right into the devil's hands. For goodness sakes, you know, mercy also, the flip side of mercy is justice. Amen, brother. Let me mention something. All this could have been, all this could have been halted Back in 1961, the Vatican issued a document banning homosexual priests and religious in 1961. Right. The year I was born, I remember it well. (laughs) Same here. Yeah, same here. You both are the same age, yeah. Yeah, so it tells me that that document was just swept under the carpet and and, and it wasn't – they didn't adhere to the document because the church already already saw something like this coming. And, Terry, you had a good priest friend back in the 80s. Father Enrique Rueda, he was a Cuban a friend of mine. He yeah. wrote a book back in 1982 called The Homosexual Network, Private Lives yeah. and Public Policy. Uh, I, think, I think that book has something like 500 footnotes. It was a well-documented book. And, and, and he, Terry, he, he died like in depression because everybody turned on him like, what are you talking about? You know, this is not happening. You're crazy. They, they basically just gaslit him till he yeah. died, right? That is correct. And Jesse and Michael, I know we got two more stories, but can I just throw my th- thought? Fulton Sheen said, pride is at its peak when man cuts himself off from any relation to God and thus makes himself a God. I'm going to be honest with you. I think our bishops have lost their supernatural life of grace, okay? So oh, they're prideful. Yeah. That's why they're not taking any advice. And what Sheen says, he, he and just play this, he elevates his relative character into an absolute, very much like a carbon copy, calling itself the original. These right. men are phonies, okay? I'm, I'm having to call them out because it's true, Michael. And I think that what you're doing is an act of charity for them and for the church. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it, you know, I, I have to say, just on my own sort of 
personal spirituality here. Yeah. I, I certainly hope these men, you know, repent. Oh, and, amen. You know, I, I don't want anybody to go to hell. Yeah. Uh, but our major focus here are the victims, the 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 innocent, as to the degree we're all innocent or not innocent, the innocent souls yep. uh, who hear all of this and they leave the church or they just don't believe anything. I mean, the scandal, the spiritual scandal that is caused yeah. by this sort of behavior and constant cover-up and constant, you know, we, we were in uh, evening prayer earlier this week, I remember what day it was, and the uh, the particular passage was, uh, you know, Peter's instruction to the bishops, you know, saying, you know, don't lord it over the people, you know, be a shepherd to your flock, you know, don't do all of this for personal gain or personal profit. And that's exactly what's going on here. I mean, this is horrid. Uh, this sort of behavior. But I mean, you're right. They don't. They don't believe the faith. I, mean, I don't, I don't think. So. I don't think this is a great leap of logic anymore. You know, they allow sacrilegious holy communion. I mean, we could go through the list of crimes. There, it's endless. And us, not one tell, word of repentance. Nothing. Right. Tell us about the second uh, headline for for yeah. <laughs> well, Tonight. speaking of all of this, yeah. Uh, there is a priest, Father Brian Massingale, uh, who is uh, out homosexual priest has come out and admitted it and the whole bit uh, says he's celibate, but you know, he pretended he wasn't homosexual for decades. So I don't know if we can believe the truth of that or not, but whatever, even if he is celibate, meaning I'm sorry, chaste, uh, maybe he's, uh, uh, you know, even if he is, he's going around promoting homosexuality and it winds up that he is going to be in the archdiocese of New York at a parish there. I believe it's St. Charles Borromeo. I don't have that in my notes, but whether it is or isn't, he's at a New York, a New York archdiocese parish under the authority of Cardinal Timothy Dolan. Hmm. Timothy Dolan can say whatever he wants about, uh, you know, he's all pro-life and he's all pro-this and I'm conservative and la, la, la. Timothy Dolan, when it comes to the question of gay stuff, has been as every bit as liberal as James Martin. He, he is the one who petitioned behind the scenes to allow open homosexuals fighting for marriage, so-called gay marriage, uh, into the St. Patrick's Day parade. He, he, he orchestrated that. He covered up the yep. horrifying case of Father Peter McQuelly, who I went to seminary with at Dunwoody wow. in New York. He sat right next to me in a number of classes. He lied about it, Dolan lied about it. Finally, it exploded onto the pages of the New York Post and Daily News and everything else. And he, he finally had to come clean. But even in the coming clean, he lied through his teeth, said there's no evidence of anything. We know for a fact that he, that he had the texts of the back and forth between Father Peter McQuelly's lover, uh, gay lover, paid, gay for pay prostitute, and Father Peter McQuelly. He had the evidence sitting right there. He lied through his teeth. He lied to parishioners. Uh, where Father Peter McQuelly was, uh, St. Francis de Chantel in the Bronx, lied about all of it, just continued lying about it. Uh, and now here he is again. Here's another opportunity. Um, you know, this is his parish. He's in charge of this parish, and he's letting a priest stand there in that pulpit and lead souls to hell. So I don't know why anybody would think Cardinal Dolan is worth a bucket of spit. He is a traitor to the faith. He refuses to teach his people the truth of the, the fullness of the truth of the faith. He's a politician, uh, and he should be regarded so. He has his authority, no question about that. He's a, you know, consecrated, that's it. He's a bishop, he's in charge of New York, that's it. Uh, but, you know, uh, if he dies and goes to hell, he'll certainly have a lot of company in the mitered class. 
You got it. Michael, we got a minute and a half for the third topic. Can you hit it? Very quickly, uh, another petition to the U.S. Supreme Court to, uh, you know, allow religious exemptions. These coming in New York, uh, the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty and the Thomas More Society have filed a petition saying, hey, religious exemption, you know, there's kind of a mixed bag when it goes there on a state level. The Supreme Court sort of either just kind of doesn't hear the appeal or, you know, you don't have standing or whatever the case is, but we'll see. Uh, Federally, they've been a little bit more, uh, shall we say, you know, on the good side, wearing white hats, but on the state levels, it's really been a mixed bag, what hmm. the Supreme Court has said. Interesting. All I can say is St. Saint, Saint Peter Damien, pray for us. St. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter Damien, and, and, and if he had the gift of buy or try or quad location, all of St. Peter Damien's pray for us. And Michael, for those who are brand new, your, show, your news is broadcast 4 o'clock. Is that our time or your time? That's your time. We're 7 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern every weeknight. Good. And they just go to churchmilitant.com. Churchmilitant.com. There we are. And you got it. And I want to thank you again for all you guys, what you do. I know you were out in in, uh, Arizona with Jesse. I want to thank your team. Thanks. Thank thank your team for coming out here. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. What a uh, a great addition. Thank you for all your efforts, Jesse, in organizing that whole thing. Tremendous. Good on on you, as the Irish say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Michael. God bless you, Thank brother. Thank you, guys. God bless. You bet. Yep. Well, Jess, this is why here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we continue to reach out to people with the gospel of Jesus Christ because these scandals that take place, they are obstacles. But in spite of scandal, we're going to continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ through our shows. And that's what we do here at Virgin. Wrap it up, Jess. I will never, 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 never quit following Jesus Christ in the Catholic faith. I am in this for the long haul. I am in this till my heart stops. I am in this till I drop dead. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Wake up, America. Don't hit the snooze button. Make sure you live in a state of grace and die in a state of grace. And make sure that before you die, you leave it all out on the field. And remember, you can participate in this great work of evangelization. Yes, you. Because remember, Our Lady said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Pray for our bishops. Pray for the Holy Father. Pray for weak, the weak leadership in the church that they will have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, I mean that because that's how it's going to change, through prayer. Jesse, final thought. What state should we be living in, brother? State of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Holy Bible every day, the Mass readings. And again... Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Up next, the Matt Arnold Show. And no-nonsense Catholicism. Stay with us, family. May God richly bless you. And with you.